Welcome to uh, welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage. That is post-apocalyptia. I am your host, Vince. This is a post-nuclear podcast, and I'm also here with your dare graduate, Declan. <laughs> hey, pal. <laughs> hey, dude. What's up? What are you doing? You know, I'm sitting in a chair. Yeah, how's that going for you? It's, it's going mighty fine. The chair's not that comfortable, but I am. <laughs> How often do you sit in chairs? I don't know. Sometimes I forget how to. <laughs> um, so it could be qu- – it's quite difficult. Awesome. That's awesome, dude. You know yes. what else is awesome? Drugs. Drugs, dude. Yes. Welcome to the 420 special of uh, – Atomic Radio Hour, even though I do. If you're not high right now, then that's an issue. Fix it. <laughs> even though I don't uh, partake in the jazz cabbage, uh, I think you should have the right to do so. So hello and welcome. Um, welcome to our d- drug podcast. No, no, Declan, stop. So today we're going to talk about Jet. Yes. Okay, Jet is a highly addictive drug first synthesized by Myron. Now, Myron, who's voiced by Jason Marsden. You know what Jason Marsden has also voiced? That sounds so familiar. Who? Obviously Myron. Also Boone. Really? Yeah, Max Goof from a Goofy movie? What? Haku, H-A-K-U, from Spirited Away. Okay, okay. Tack from The Power of Juju. Okay. Uh, the Skyrim Courier, you know the guy who's like, for your eyes only, got to go. Yeah. Uh, and Chester McBadbat from fucking Fairly Odd Parents. What a fucking, like, all-star voice roles. Dude, and I'm sitting there, like, listening to him going, why do I? And, like, sometimes I'll put in the voice actor if it's someone famous or something cool. But I'm listening going, I'm like, why does this man sound so familiar? Uh, he is often mistaken to be the brother of James Marsden. Uh, they're not related. James Marsden was X-Men and Cyclops and the prince from Enchanted. Okay, cool. The, and did you ever see Hop? No. He's the dude in Hop. Hop's an awful movie. Um, they're not related, but they are good friends. Their wives have been friends since they were six. So Myron is a child genius and chemist from the town of Redding, spelled R-E-D-D-I-N-G. He created Jet, which which he intended to aid the Mordino family and ex and their exploits, and also barter for prostitutes, a laboratory, and cash. Myron dies in 2242, less than a year after the defeat of the Enclave, stabbed to death by a jet addict while drinking in the hub, was quickly forgotten because he's awful. Is he awful? No, he's absolutely awful. Uh, He engineered it. He extracted it from Brahmin dung fumes, and it's administered via an inhaler. He's an awful human. Treats almost almost everyone like shit, especially women. Now, if you play a female character in Fallout 2, he has a line that I thought was so awful that I love. You ever hear, like, something that's just miserable and you love it? I think I've probably felt that feeling. He goes, he goes, hey, beautiful, those legs got a name to go with it. And I was like, oh, that's so skeevy. (laughs) That's so gross. Yeah, I was like, ooh, you're a human slug. Oh, you're a shitbag, dude. Uh, 
he promotes slavery and killed hundreds of slaves to perfect Jet. Yeah, it seems like a pretty rude dude, if I'm being real. No, he's the worst. Like, if Lucio's the coolest, this guy's the uncoolest. Who's the worst? Okay, let's like let's take a second. If Lucio's the coolest, who's the uncoolest in Overwatch? The uncoolest. Because I'm in thinking Overwatch? that dumb fucking gerbil. Um, I don't know. He's kind of the uncoolest. Or Torbjorn. Torb is not the uncoolest. I feel like Torbjorn comes to the party and he's like, I've got pretzels. Who the fuck wants pretzels at the party, Torbjorn? I do. Do you really? I fucking love pretzels. You want hard fucking pretzels at the fucking party. Oh, dude, dip it in Nutella and everything. No, no, no. This isn't a fucking pastel party. There's no Nutella. This is a manly ass party. We got beer and cheese dip. Well, you put the pretzels in the cheese dip. Yeah, but it doesn't take it. Like, I don't want to eat pretzels still. It's just an excuse for me to eat cheese without using my hands to scoop it into my mouth. That's, isn't that the fucking dream? No, to scoop cheese into my mouth? With other things? With other foods? I mean, I guess, but Torbjorn I'd rather... is is not the uncoolest. Then who's um, the uncoolest? I'd rather scoop cheese into my mouth with celery than pretzels. Um, hold on. I need to look up all the Overwatch characters. Fucking, this shouldn't be that hard. And it's it's obviously not Reinhardt, because Reinhardt... Reinhardt's pretty fucking rad. I think, um, I think it might be Tracer. Tracer is not the uncoolest. Ah, I think the I think uncoolest, the definitive uncoolest, is going to have to be Winston. The Mordino family is run by Big Jesus Mordino. Uh, he's New Reno's status quo. Myron created Jet for him uh, to make the miners of Redding work harder, faster, and longer. Selling Jokes on je- him, it's a narcotic. <laughs> Selling jet spread the addiction all across the wastes. That's really all I have. Or no, hold on. Uh, the Mordinos were selling peyote as the new Reno experience. Uh, Myron said peyote trips last too long and profit is determined by fast turnaround and fast addiction rates. So as awful as a human as Myron is, I love him. Yeah, he's a big human shitbag. No, but like he's he's... Anytime you put into a game that's like a ser- like a semi-serious kind of tongue-in-cheek, like, shoot people and kill them type of game. And then you- <laughs> Wait, what kind of game? Shoot people and kill them. All right, thank you. I just wanted to be sure of our genre. I just love when they put shit in there that's, like, serious. Like, he, he goes, I have it written down, he goes into detail about, like... And drugs fascinate me, but he goes into detail about, like, the chemical compounds of drugs. And I'm like, I fucking love this. It's I don't know why like it's something about like a character who only knows scavenging and killing and murder has like intelligent shit to say and I'm just like I, I'm I'm here I like this I'll I'll listen to you you trash bag uh b- 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 yeah so he's talking about he's talking about profit lo- margins and fast turnaround and shit he tried to grow shrooms they have a lower overhead and thrive in the plentiful Brahmin dung because uh, I don't know if you kids know at home, but you shouldn't be doing shrooms unless they're done safely in a lab uh, because psilocybin is going to be the next after we legalize weed. Psilocybin is next because people use it for uh, for therapy. I think PTSD it's really good for. Is it really? Uh, at least from what I understand, that's going to be the next big thing. Um, he also experiment with derivat- derivatives of lysergic acid dith- dith- 
fuck, I wanted to make sure I said this right. Hold on. Uh, Lysergic acid dithyptamine, which is LSD, psilocybin, which is mushrooms, and THC. The Mordinos wanted something stronger so they can control the people of Reading. Uh, Myron discovered that slaves that were harvesting dung, the dung from the Brahmin, were always high from the fumes. Uh, a pre-war big meat company was experimenting with a cheap protein extract for growing food, abandoned due to a contamination from a skin bacteria, which caused it to act like an amphetamine when ingested. By... By the time this was discovered, tons of material was irreversibly contaminated. Rather than destroy it, the meat companies fed it to the cattle in an attempt to recoup losses. These cattle were the ancestors of the Brahmin. The enzyme is in the Brahmin and did not need to kill them to extract it. Myron refined it from their waste. About 100-plus slaves were killed in the initial testing. Heart attacks, cerebral hemorrhages, and psychotic episodes occurred. Uh, Mordinos built a drug empire, gave Myron whores and drugs in return without any second thought. They're just like, you're 15 and making drugs, and you want whores and more drugs and alcohol and cash? Here you go. Huh. Myron tried to make a better drug, codenamed Jet Beta, unsuccessful. Uh, he couldn't get the kinks out. It, it led to nosebleeds, hallucin- hallucinations, and heart attacks. Uh, but it did increase the duration of his of the high from 15 to 60 minutes. And then, that's pretty much all I have about um, Jet. I think, yeah, that's about everything. Anything you'd like to add, my good man? Um, there is one thing that I'm sure we're going to cover. Are you going to say about the thing? Probably, probably going to say about the thing. So you're saying that Jet was created post-war. Post-war. By by a shitbag kid. By a shitbag child uh, sometime before 20, let me get the exact date so I don't feel like an asshole. Ah, uh, where'd I write it down? He was stabbed. 2242. Sometime before 2242. Also, hold on. I apologize. I feel like I should do a better job at this. Uh, I get all of my notes off the fallout, fallout.fandom.com slash wiki. Uh, the Fallout Wiki Nukipedia. Continue. I apologize. And that is in the, the California area, correct? Mm-hmm. So, yes. explain to me. Uh-huh. How Jet made it into Vault 95, motherfucker. Um, okay, let me explain to you a thing. Yes. I have it right here in front of me. Again, off the thing. There are contradictions. There's a few of them. I'm going to go over all of them, and then I'm going to lead to Fallout 4s, and then we're going to go over that, okay? This is right off the thing. While it is stated that Myron was the first person to create Jet information revealed in later installments of the series, ha, uh, has now contradicted this. Mr. Mrs. Bishop says that she got hooked on Jet by John Bishop before they got married, and that she got kicked out of Vault City, which would re- require Jet to be much older than Myron. According to Chris Avalone, one of the three men who invented the series, uh, what Mrs. Bishop is saying is not canon, and is most likely that Bishop got her hooked on some other drug. In Fallout 3, Jet is randomly found in containers 
located in sealed vaults, although, as mentioned, some vaults sent people to trade with nearby settlements, so the jet could have come from the outside vendors. Old Lady Palmer from Vault 101 used to lead such an expedition, as seen in a file in the Overseer's Terminal. However, this explanation is very unlikely in vaults where the residents died or were killed by their experiments and the vault remains sealed, thus only remaining experiments... I'm sorry. The only remaining explanation for the jet's placement can be attributed to the game's random loot generator. Remember that because that's going to be big in the question you just asked me, okay? Mm-hmm. In Fallout 4, in the Vault Tech Regional HQ, a pre-war log found in a terminal talks about Psycho and Jet being sent to Vault 95 during its construction, nearly 164 years before its invention. In addition, Jet can be found lying inside some pre-war... I'm sorry, can be found lying beside some pre-war skeletons and within certain book return terminals. Okay. The Fallout the Fallout 2 Mrs. Bishop thing gets acquitted. I guess, right? That, that that gets acquitted, yes. Fallout 3's they were sending people out to trade and even if it was a sealed vault there's no doubt in my mind that maybe a trader would have come in. Acquitted. You know what I mean? Yes. I I'm willing to kind of give that the pass. Fallout 4 has no fucking that pisses me off so much like you you totally just and I, and I hate the argument of well maybe uh it's quite possible that myron wasn't such a genius and found the fucking this and that the the, the blueprints to make jet that is absolute horse shit not the brahmin shit they were using to make it because how the fuck would you know brahmin shit if you're telling me you're making a perfect drug you're making jet you're you can't tell me that this shit was known about there's no fucking way. The way that this shit is is described is that it has the uh, it has the effects of of a psilocybin with effects of THC because it slows you down. And what I've learned from anything from the ghouls and underworld is that they can do it and not get addicted, which I want to talk about in a minute. They can do it, not get addicted, and feel all the effects. So they're pretty much playing on like like fifteen frames a, se a second, right? Right. And they're not like <laughs> about it. So, it's, it's bullshit. Like, they just didn't fucking, they didn't fucking do their research. Whoever wrote those just, just said, fuck it. Like, they just like, oh, this would be, it's a really cool concept. You put a bunch of junkies in a vault, they fucking, uh, they get clean, and then you open a door and say, hey, um, there is mounds of heroin in that room, and you know what your favorite thing is? Oh, it's heroin? There's mounds of it in there, and we're trapped in here until we're dead. Like, it's a really cool idea. It's a really neat concept. But guess Especially, what? It's a very vault techian example of of an experiment. Hell yeah. It's just and like the the randomized loot I totally get. Because let's say that there's there's uh let's say that there's a thousand containers you can open with loot in it, right? Yes. If only two hundred of them you can oh so so twenty percent of them only two hundred of them you can open up and they're they're pre war sealed containers they're not gonna make a separate algorithm just for that you're gonna find for, a, for like, generating that yeah like, you know what I mean you're gonna find a, a mechanical pipe pass yeah like that's that's nothing this is no fucking pass and I like I said I hate the argument of well Myron must have just found the plans how he's like fifteen. I just, it makes me so mad. Like, like, I don't, 
this isn't the just bitch about everything podcast, but like <laughs> this was so easily avoidable. This one particular thing. All you had to do was make real drugs. Um, what? Like, just say that there was real drugs in there. Like, all you like, had to say. Like what? Like peyote? Like just no. Like say it was painkillers. Oh, just just like make a general like oh painkillers. Or yeah, like. You know what I mean? Like, say, oh, there was painkillers and med tads and shit in there. Like, there you go. You're done. Yeah. You got what you need. Yeah. Psycho is is post-war. Jed is post-war. I just... And then, like, I was watching a video today about a guy saying that his number one complaint with Fallout 4 is that the Enclave power armor, the X-01 power armor, he goes, I get it. It's there. It would be kind of hard for for it to get that far, especially if it's X O one. X O two has a more of an understanding of it being there because it's from the East Coast. It's from the DC area. Yes. Uh, but why not put it in the game? You know what I mean? Like you already made it. Yeah. Right. And then there was a whole thing saying that T sixty armor shouldn't exist, and if it does exist, it was because they, they found the plans for it, and they the Brotherhood started to build it. Right. So I can kind of give that a pass. And then in the lore somewhere, it says that the T-60 was used at, used at Anchorage. And then a big uh, a big debate for that was, well, how come we don't see it in Operation Anchorage? Because we should I thought, have in that case. No, also need yes to consider... no. It was a simulation. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. So would you? If it was a top secret thing, would they show that to anybody? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that would That would right. be something that I think you would see when you get there. So I can give, I can give T-60 a pass. But then you get to Nuka World, and there's a fucking quantum X01. Yep, that's the kicker. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. The quantum X01, it it's looks so awesome. It's so cool. It's so cool. The paint job's awesome. It says quantum on it. It's awesome. But, like, how? It has, it has no reason to be there. And then there was another thing I heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, and I heard this from a TK Mantis video. So I'm relaying a message from him. He said... Uh, that somewhere, and he, even in the video, he said he just heard this now, and it's kind of like a hearsay thing, that the bodyguards of the U.S. president around the time that the bombs dropped were wearing X-01 power armor. Now, that could make a lot of sense because only the officials, like high-up people, like CEO types, like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, or Warren Buffett? All of the Buffets. <laughs> uh, they would have gone to the oil rig, right? Right. So, so if you're someone high up, I can I can understand that a little bit because Frank Horrigan, who is the final boss in Fallout Two, uh, apparently, from what I understand, was a bodyguard of the president or something. He was an important man. So, and and he's a super mutant that when he fell into the FEV, he fused with the armor. Yes. So, okay, I can kind of give you a little bit of that, but that's fucking horseshit. That is horseshit that that is there because it makes no sense. It makes – you can't even like stretch it. Like they put a terminal there to try to make it make sense but it's not like – like there's – you couldn't even say like they made it for like a fucking Captain Cosmos TV show or something and the Enclave was just like this looks cool. Let's make armor of it because that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like there's – that's science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. It just – I don't know. I – I, I I just Vault ninety five pisses me off, and Vault it's such 95. a cool story. Like it's such a cool idea, and then you and take it's a really Kate there. Cool place. The level design is really fucking good there. I like how you walk in and it's like all open. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. It's just it pisses me off. I'm just uh, I'm just uh, it hurts me. 
You know what I really like that Fallout 4 did, though? What? I really like how, how like, you could take other chems and, like, put them together. Yeah, like Psycho Buff and stuff. Yeah, there's, like, Psycho Jet, so, like... And I love how with Jet, if you inject it in yourself, you scream. <gasps> there was a video I was watching. This guy was sneaking around and injected Jet, and it went back out to the menu, and he was sneaking, and there was someone with a mini nuke, and he went, <gasps> and then, like, everybody knew where he was, and they just shot a nuke at him. That's funny. For uh, for Psycho Jet. Yeah, just just Psycho in general. But, like, I like how you could mix together, like, buff tats. Buff tats are hella useful. Did, oh, did you? I should have asked you this. Did you ever use chems? I did a Fallout 4 run where I used a lot of chems. I've never used them. In any game? I I I think I play it a lot like I would kind of play myself. <laughs> I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't ever think to drink. I don't ever think to do drugs. If I want to be better at something, I just make my stats better at them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, no taking the easy way out. <laughs> no, I just I I don't know, that's just me. The only consumable that I really ever used was beer because it gave you uh 10 pounds more carry weight. And that's like that's a lot. That's good. Yeah, I was always like, "All right, make sure you have a beer on you so you can fast travel to your house and, and get then, rid of all your shit." Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I never I never really used consumables. In I think most runs, I use jet and buff out. At the very least. Really? Yeah. Buff out sometimes because it, it gives you health, right? It gives you health. I think a little bit of a regen and I think a plus one to strength. So that will yes. also get you to fast travel too. Yeah. Yeah. So I would – if I had buff out on me, I might take a quick – dude, I would stockpile them. I'm a collector. We've been over this. Oh, we know. So I like to collect one of everything in the game. That's like – you know people do like Pokemon Nuzlocks? Yes. That's kind of like my Nuzlocke is to make sure I get one of everything. And I was like, okay, well, here's a Jet. Here's a Psycho Jet. Here's a Buff Tats. Here's a Mentad. There's no Fixer anymore. There's – yeah, you're right. Huh? It's a Dick Doll now, which whatever. But yeah. like, oh, here's this and I have that. I and, guess it's okay. kind of like the Surefine brand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. But like if you could put – if you could make your own chem, like how would you do it? Like what would what would it be its benefits? Hmm. I would want to make a chem that's like uh, you take it and you're not hungry or thirsty for like a while. But then once it wears off, you're famished. I really like that. Kind of like smoking a cigarette, drinking a coffee and just <laughs> start like, your day. Just starting your day. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, what would yours be? I don't know. That's a really good one. I was thinking about maybe like something that would make it so I didn't have to sleep, but that already exists and it's called meth. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, How about meth? But you get to keep your teeth. So meth with DLC. <laughs> More, yeah, I guess like Adderall. <laughs> I don't know because like I don't I don't ever say to myself like man if there was just a drug I could take that would fix this like I know that if I want something fixed I do it myself. Yeah. Because – and I don't want to say like, oh, I don't have to go to the bathroom for 48 hours because that would just destroy my kidneys. Yeah. And I mean the drug would destroy your kidneys too, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, really – I guess non-smokable weed so you don't have to destroy your lungs by smoking something. Such as edibles. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't really 
I don't know. Mm. I don't um, really. I think I would probably call mine Breaker. Breaker. Yeah, like breakfast. Okay. Kind of like a uh, like a play on that. Yeah. Because like you're like satisfied for the whole day, most important meal of the day. I like called Breaker. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you, what would your teeth meth be called? Uh, vegan meth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yo, I need me some of that vegan meth. Yeah, it's all organic. Made with uh, <laughs> farm almond to table milk. Meth. Yeah, farm to table meth. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, it would definitely be like an amphetamine. Like an upper, like, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to, um, I don't know, because I, I like, not that I do them, and I want to get that established right away. I don't, I'm not a, a user of drugs. We uh, are not condoning drug use. But I, re- yes, we're not. But I really like, uh, hallucinogenics like just the idea of them like the idea of them yeah uh i like the idea of them a lot just because it's very like i've I've watched a lot of shit on them and it's like oh i took acid and then i had the balls to marry my wife and move halfway across the country like it it, it reveals something to yourself that you didn't already know existed like uh do you know anything about um ayahuasca not a thing there, so people will like travel to Brazil or some South American country, right? And they'll find a shaman, and the shaman is kind of like your trip sitter, like he he guides you through your trip. And people will take ayahuasca, and uh, they do it to get over. Like there was one thing I was watching a woman. I don't remember where I was watching it, but the woman had a miscarriage, and she never quite got over it. And she took ayahuasca and for like 17 hours, she cried and threw up and cried and just kind of like it let her mind get over it. Like uh, uh, DMT. You know anything about DMT? No, I don't know a lot about drugs, (laughs) if I'm being honest. Um, I thought you were a D.A.R.E. student graduate. I mean, I know that you're not supposed to drink alcohol and use the motor vehicle <laughs> and that weed is a gateway to heroin <laughs> dmt is the chemical that's released in your brain when you dream oh yeah that's cool uh so people will put it in with their marijuana and they'll smoke it and it's like a 15 minute high and then you're you 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 go on these fantastical journeys and like you live these second lives in a sense, and huh. it, it's it's as powerful as a dream. So like imagine if you could lucid dream and you know how to conquer that, and then you could take that. That sounds insane. Yeah. So you could you could I mean that's the most strong form of uh, escapism that I've ever heard of. And if you I mean that's something you could honestly become addicted to. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. No, I I think I think uh, hallucinogenics are going to be because there's people microdose. So uh, I think psilocybin was used a lot for uh, PTSD. If I if I'm correct, I know there's people who get cluster headaches and they take like they grow their own mushrooms and it's totally illegal. But they grow their own mushrooms and they take a pill of ground up psilocybin mushrooms and the guy trips out once a month and he never has cluster headaches. Huh. Yeah, and it's actually um, quite interesting. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. There's the brain is insane, isn't oh, it? Oh, huh? dude, it's fucking crazy. Like I don't. The human I've never, brain. What's that? The human brain is incredible. It, it really is. It, I've I've never I've never done any form of hallucinogenics. I don't even think I've ever really been around them. But one 
like from everything I've heard about mushrooms, it's just food poisoning that gets you so sick that it like <laughs> it's food poisoning that's so bad it's good. Yeah. Well, um, before I forget, I wanted to say that uh, we were talking about therapy. Um, LSD is being used in a microdosed amount, so you're getting the good effects of it without seeing shit. So it's being used to for therapy. For for couples therapy, so so couples that have a hard time opening up, they they will take a micro dosed amount of LSD. Uh, they'll kind of wait a minute and like let it kick in, and then they finally feel like they can open up with one another. If it's a lot of like, huh. like why why don't you look Is at me dirty? No, it's not. But the way shit gets done is by doing illegal shit. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I mean? What revolution That's- has been legal? Non actually, they've all been quite illegal. Yeah, so it's it's super interesting shit, and I, I don't want to sound like the fucking Joe Rogan podcast. Welcome to the drug podcast. <laughs> but it's something that's fascinated me since I was a kid. Um, I think because I know it's so illegal, and I just know I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that it's like, well, if I'm not going to do it, and it's interesting, I might as well know everything I can about it. Hey, at least at the very least, it's like a. Like a cool thing to bring up at parties, like, hey, you know what ayahuasca does to your neurons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either that or they're gonna be like, who invited the fucking narc? <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah, geez. I mean that's uh, that's all I wanted to say about do you have anything else you'd like to add to the conversation of the narcotics, my friend? Um I think that's about it. I have I've got a shipment of breaker on the way. <laughs> so I never have to eat again. Awesome. I would kind of love that, to be honest. I get too much joy out of, like, making a fine-cooked meal. Oh, no, me too. I totally get you. But, like, once in a while, say, like, you're going on a flight, like, and you're not going to want to deal with, like, eating and, uh, like, keeping yourself nourished. You just want to go to your fucking place and get on your flight. Yeah, like, like if you want to go to Australia. Yeah, like... That would be a time to take breaker. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, that's valid. Yeah, I uh, I would do it as like a weight loss supplement. Oh huh, yeah, because you're just not eating calories, but you feel full. Yeah, and like as long as I don't like die. <laughs> yeah, I I would say like all right, do I'm gonna that take... and then exercise. Not even that. Just just take that and go about my day. Because think about how much time you waste by thinking, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I have to either go buy or prepare food. Like if you had that extra hour or so to prepare – like that – say you made a quick sandwich and some shit, right? Yeah. Like say that takes 30 minutes to sit down or to make a sandwich, sit down, eat it and like, you know, it's lunch. You want to take your time. You want to relax. Say – let's say an hour, right? That's an hour gone of your – of your. that's one twenty-fourth of your day gone. Yeah. Like, if you could have that 124th back, what would you do? And don't say the white girl answer of sleep or watch Netflix, but, like... I'd, like, actually get work done. Yeah, like, you'd, you'd, you'd have so much more time to do shit. Like, if if you think about it, we have 24 hours in a day, right? A third of that is spent yeah. sleeping. You're like supposed I, to sleep for eight of that, yeah. Yeah, like, if I don't have to sleep, I can get more shit done. There's, yeah. a, there's a fucking American Dad episode about that. Really? Yeah. Uh, Stan's like, I want to be up forever. And they're like, all right, here at the CAA, we have a drug that keeps us up and there's no repercussions whatsoever. 
I feel like I would go out of my goddamn mind if I was up, like, if I didn't have to sleep. Oh, yeah, of course you would. I'd go out of my mind. Because you'd, you'd clean the house. Trust me. I have some hard time sleeping, and you lay in bed for hours going, go to bed, 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 go to bed. And then you start thinking about that girl in third grade who you liked and almost got to touch her hand that one time. And it's just like, why am I here in this headspace right now? Yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of space is that? Yeah, it's like, how did, how did I go from fucking thinking about what I'm going to make for lunch tomorrow to why I've been sad? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a roller coaster <laughs> of emotion. Sounds nuts. You know what else is a fucking roller coaster of emotion for me lately? Tell me about it. This fucking Borderlands bullshit. And we talked about it last week, but and oh boy, has it even evolved more. I, I don't want to make this just a negative show, and I don't want to make this the yeah. anti-Gearbox or whatever the fuck show, because it's not, because I know that they can make something great. It's just... Yes. There's <laughs> just been... It's been... It's been... <laughs> it's, it's been, yeah. It's, I'm, it's been I, dramatic. I'm the demographic for the product you're pushing, and you keep spitting in my face. And it all kind of boils down to one thing. Just just real quick. People are, are review bombing Borderlands 1 on Steam. Yes, uh, this and is, 2 and pre-sequel, I believe. This is, I got most of this information from a YouTube video uh, by a guy named Fantavision. If you're not watching Fantavision, I love his, his videos. He's got stuff about how he used to work at Walmart and GameStop and like a Chinese food place and about how it was just fucking awful. Hmm. It's just, it's neat stuff. It's shit that I like just because to it's, see a regular person's perspective. Yeah. Well, just as be like, well, I go to those places all the time, but I've never worked in one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Go check him out. Watch his shit. Subscribe to him. Tell him we sent you. And Fanta, you're welcome on the show. So Randy was crying, saying that Steam was a lousy product because Steam was allowing this. Now, Steam was not allowing people to review bomb. If you go on uh, Steam right now and you look up all of the Borderlands games, it says this game is relatively positive. Some of the reviews we think are fake and we're weeding through them. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Randy Pitchford says, you lose accountability when you bomb reviews. And I don't believe in that whatsoever. Like, he's saying you lose your accountability as a reviewer if you review bomb a game. Um, I don't think so at all because this is the way that you're going to get their attention. Like, you can go on their forums, but they're not going to check the forums, but they're going to check the reviews on on a website that sells the game much like Steam because that's a direct link with them and it that is their revenue stream or one of them exactly so oh how come we're dipping on reviews uh we're selling less product you know what i mean so it's yeah. it's and like i said about a revol- not that this is a revolution but a revolution you need to do something that's kind of you need to be alarmist in some way yeah and he equates this to mob mentality this is peaceful protest yeah, no one's getting hurt here. Like, you think if Gandhi was around today, he would have went on Great Britain's fucking Yelp page and said they were awful? Like, that's exactly what they would have done. Yeah, like... Do you understand? It's, like, it's just... It's just completely, like... It's crazy that this guy who's supposed to be a CEO of a company is going on Twitter and just kind of bashing the people that are going to be... Or are supposedly supposed to purchase this game, this product, that they've been working on forever, and just kind of being a dick. And I'm not even I'm not even upset. Like I'm not even like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm upset. I'm not mad anymore because it's just like, like 
like I don't care. Like Twitter, Twitter's nothing. It's not the real world. It's this online fantasy space. Yeah. Um, but like, still, it's not becoming a behavior of someone that's supposed to be yeah a, a higher up. Well, wait, wait till we get to that part. Um, just real quick, Epic Games, the Epic Game Store doesn't even have a shopping cart. Yeah, the Epic Game Store doesn't have a lot of the features that Steam has. <laughs> um, and Strauss Zelnick is the CEO of 2K. Uh, this is the man who made the executive decision, from what I understand, made the executive decision to move from Steam over to the Epic Game Store, uh, was saying that GTA was giving away too much stuff. I don't know if you've played GTA Online in a long time, but they give away the free DLC packs. But the only way for you to progress in that game, unless you've been playing it every day since it came out, is for you to uh, buy fake money, for you to buy V-Bucks. Or shark cards, right? Yeah, well... I, I basically V-Bucks. I'm calling everything V-Bucks from now on. <laughs> because it's just, like, fake currency TM. Yeah. He... Dude... Strauss Zelnick, the CEO that I that I just said, he makes seven to nine million a year. That's not a small amount of money. Yeah, like you know what I mean, like seven to nine million dollars, and you're gonna sit there and say you understand what the consumer likes or wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is this is what fucking threw me over the edge. This is what I fucking totally lost it. Randy Pitchford uh, at Duel. Dual Magic replied to at Heckles, at the real Scott V, and at Steam Games. I wouldn't hit you if you didn't deserve it. It's your fault. I am hitting you. WTF is wrong with you and your victim blaming bullshit. Kindly fuck off, troll. Now, as somebody who has worked in a, I'm speaking directly to you, my friend. Yes. As someone who has worked in a customer service type of environment your entire life, what is the number one rule that you live by? That the customer is always right. If I'm giving you money and you tell me to fuck off, how disconnected must you be from the consumer? Like, I, I, I said it last week and I'll say it again and I'll say it to the day I die. A company does not give a fuck about you. Because its its prime directive is to make money from a product. Yes. But you have to understand that you're telling the people. I don't even give a fuck what was said prior in the tweet. It's you told a customer, you told a potential person who's going to who's going to go to work for 40 hours a week at the job they hate and then go to a GameStop or other sort of store like the Steam store or the Epic store and pay 60 to dude, I shout out to the Discord link in the bottom below. We were talking about how much games are in Australia. It's like a new game comes out at like a hundred Australian dollars, which is only like almost 70 bucks US, but still that's $10 more. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money. That's That's a a lot of money to to blow on, not blow, but to to spend on a game. Yeah. And like, and I mentioned last week, if I'm paying money, I want to get my, my money's worth. Exactly. That's why I wind up waiting for games a year later to get them. But it just, that pissed me off more than anything. Like, yeah. the fact that you would tell your customers, your fan base, people that that have these experiences and these... I mean, 
the whole reason why this fucking show exists is because I had such a crazy experience within Fallout 3 to the point where it's a 10-year-old game and I can't stop talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. If I were to go on Twitter and Pete Hines would just tell me to eat his ass, like, I'd be like, Pete, come on, I'm hurt, dude. Yeah, like, you'd be devastated. Like, <laughs> should I'm... we make that a Tweet Hines segment? <laughs> what? Do it from my personal Twitter. Don't do it from the show. Be like, Pete Hines, can you please never tell me to eat your ass? Thanks, love, Vince. Um... <laughs> Um, Keep an eye out for that, guys. <laughs> um, no, but, like, I I would just, like, people have these emotional experiences, and they, and especially a game like Borderlands, which is supposed to be played with your friends, you have this experience of, of togetherness and working together. And I think one of the most community, important yeah. thing, community, yeah, one of the most important things people lose out on being in the internet era is that there's not a real sense of community with working with people hand in hand, like, for me to go out and work with somebody out in a field somewhere is like a big deal for me, at least the way I think. But to have that where, okay, I'm going to play the siren. I'm going to spec in healing. So every time I get a kill or shoot one of my teammates, like I'm healing and I'm helping you out because you're the soldier. You're going to spec into, if I'm within 35 feet of you, that I get a buff. Like it's people have these, these feelings and they go through these, these, events these adventures just yeah and randy pitchford is is more or less the the face of borderlands in the real world you know what i mean yeah and people cannot as todd howard is the face of, of fallout yes and elder scrolls people can't determine and this is like my biggest thing i remember you probably remember because you were there i had like a big like uh emotional not an emotional breakdown but like i couldn't handle the fact that people didn't understand that twitter was fake wait where it, you remember when we were younger, I was like, I don't get it. People don't understand that Twitter is fake. Like, people think Twitter is real. I mean, it gets harder to distinguish every day. No, I don't think it does at all. If it's on the internet, as long as I'm not coming at somebody, it's fake. But that doesn't – I mean, as much as I like to believe that, and I I do like to believe that, there's repercussions for things that happen online. No, I'm not saying there isn't. Yeah. But I'm saying it's gotten to that point because people can't separate the two. Like Okay, that that's that's fair. It's it's people it used to be you went on the internet, haha, funny dog meme, haha, lol. And now it's like, oh, he shared Pepe, he's a racist. Like when I found out that Pepe was racist, I was like, what the fuck happened? I was like, what episode of the Twilight Zone is this? Yeah, shit's whack. You know what I mean? Like two years ago, Pepe was just haha sad frog, and now it's like yeah. No, it's a hate group symbol. Like, yeah, what? like what the fuck Ooh. happened? Like I see Pepe and I'm still like, haha, like not like, oh, you know what I mean? Funny meme. I just, I don't know. I don't want to continue to talk about it. It's just that pissed me off. Oh, hold on a second. Here's the best thing. Uh, I have to pee. Can can you excuse me for two minutes? Absolutely not. Oh, okay, thanks. My bladder's gonna explode. Hold on. So now it's just us here alone. Welcome to my to my word space. How's everyone doing today? Now that now that Vince isn't here, we can get really intimate. And uh, I just want to express my appreciation for you being here. Welcome to Declan's Word Space. Alright, now we're going to wait for Vince to get back because I don't know what to talk about. Thank you for joining me in Declan's Word Space. Oh, you're still there? I knew you couldn't get enough of me. Well, you know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about cookies. 
My friends I'm sorry. make the best cookies. Oh, he's coming back. Thank you for joining me in Declan's word space. Can you hear me? What? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you going to get uncomfortable if I take my pants off? So here's one of my favorite things about this. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Randy Pitchford uh, is being sued. Lawsuit oh. alleges Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford of improperly siphoning $12 million for personal gain. Well, that sounds like embezzlement. <laughs> this is from Polygon. Uh, this is from January 11th of this year, uh, written by a Charlie Hall. A lawsuit filed in Texas civil court alleges that Randy Pitchford, a CEO or the co-founder and CEO of Gearbox Software, improperly siphoned twelve million from the company for personal gain. The story was first reported by Kotaku and is based on public court documents filed on December twelfth. Uh, I'm sorry, December twenty first of twenty eighteen. So uh, the next part of this paragraph is going to be re- read by Declan because I went to a public school and can't fucking read apparently. Sure, hold on. <laughs> It was Randy Pitchford himself who breached his fiduciary duties by exploiting Gearbox employees and property to fund Pitchford's private cravings. Court documents state, for example, while Randy was denying employee raises predicted on predicated on low cash reserves, Randy secretly saddled Gearbox's employees with the burden of repaying a private personal $12 million bonus that Randy Pitchford rerouted from Gearbox Publishers directly to Randy's side entity, Pitchford Entertainment Media and Magic. Unbeknownst to Gearbox employees, Randy Pitchford arranged the shift arranged to shift the burden of Randy's long-standing multi-million dollar bonus to the very same employees from whom he hid the arrangement. Yeah. And this goes on and on and on and on and on. That's um there's that's kind of fucky. There there's some other shit in here like uh on on information and belief Randy Pitchford's USB drive contained much more than sensitive corporate documents of Gearbox and business parties like Take Two, Interactive, Two Ga- 2K Games, Sega, Microsoft, Sony, Execrity, or Execrity, Sony, etc. states uh the legal team, the the Kellyander legal team upon information and belief Randy Pitchford's USB also contained Randy Pitchford's personal collection of underage pornography. Uh, oh, that's the danger zone. This, uh, <laughs> yeah, this complaint alleges two peacock parties thrown by Pitchford where adult men have reportedly exposed themselves to minors for the amusement of Randy Pitchford. There, and this is all alleged. I'm not saying this is fact. I'm just saying this is shit that has come out and has been said. I don't know if this is true. Anybody can say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could go online tomorrow and say, Declan fucking tickles the people that he lives with feet when they're sleeping. You know what I mean? Like That it, is not a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not yes. a thing. I'll be the first person to say, but I could say anything. Like, that's another thing with Twitter. Like, people don't understand. This is fake. This is real. Yeah. Um, you could say the spaghetti monster rules all. Yeah. So And it does. I'm not like like I said I'm not saying he did this and then he left a USB drive like I said at a medieval times <laughs> uh that had at like medieval times yeah with like an egregious amount of pornography like 
like a scary amount of pornography, like uh, like why a would, clinical amount of pornography, like an, like, you, like like an institutional off, amount of porno- pornography, all right, like a, a collectors a collectors like like a like a like a uh, an aficionado's amount of pornography, like right, so let me, much let me stop pornography you there. that they have to like call a guy and it's like there's just so much pornography. Like there's, let me there's, stop you there, real quick. Okay, pause. Why would you put that on a USB drive that you're going to travel with? Even if you were to be the owner of a, a metric fuck ton of pornography, I, I don't, I don't you understand should keep either. That, you should keep that on like a private hard drive that doesn't move yeah. from like like a metal case. Like what the fuck, that's bolt, dude? That's, I don't know. Maybe it's in your fucking computer case. You're, you're, you know what yeah. I mean? Like just where it fucking <laughs> belongs. Like why would you just put all of your your egregious amount of porn on a USB drive and take it to medieval times? <laughs> <laughs> you leave it on your desktop in an encrypted folder that says tax returns 1988 to 1989, <laughs> like a fucking civilized adult. Oh just- my god. <laughs> And nested within 19 different layers of folders, it says not porn. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, I I think it's, I don't know, dude. I don't, now, okay. You could, you, like I said, you could say anything about anybody. You can make any sort of, any sort of claims at any point in time. I'm not saying that any of this is true. I'm not saying that any of this is real. I'm not saying that any of this is factual. I'm just saying it's things that are out there. And this is a man who has power and likes to talk down to people who don't have the same amount of power that, he, that he has. Do you understand what I'm saying? Correct. I understand completely. So I think it's funny how he comes out during the Borderlands thing and it goes, hey, I'm going to make this card disappear like I did with this 12 million, allegedly. Like, it's just, Ugh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's just, it's shitty. There's no other way to put it. It's just shitty. shitty. It leaves a bad taste in the consumer's mouth, no matter if it's true or not, because perceptions are reality. Yeah. But you know what is about to become a reality? What? The PS5. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, I just don't want to end the show on a shitty note, and I want to go over yeah. something that's awesome. Uh, the PS5, it's happening. I actually have a Wired article right here on my computer. It's by a Peter Rubin. Um, Wired.com dot, dot slash story slash exclusive Sony next-gen console. Okay, there's some tweets. Uh, a Toad Sanami? Uh, Ryan Brown at Toad, S-A-N-I-M-E. He comes out and says, Being based off the PlayStation 4 architecture, Sony has confirmed that the PS5 will be backwards compatible with PS4 titles. No word on backwards compatibility with other with with the other consoles, the earlier consoles. That means all of the remakes and remasters that I already own, I can continue to play on a console that probably won't have any games for at least a year or two. All right, we already know you're salty about that, but this is also very exciting. No, I'm extremely excited about this. Yeah, Be- that sounds great because you're not going to get jerked around with uh, with having to get remakes and remasters because you can just play the ones you already have. There's a rumor going around that Sony filed a patent that it can play every single PlayStation game ever. See, that would be something impressive. That would be awesome just because you could pick up any game. You could play any game. Your your library any goes game. from from like I can play my original version of P- of uh of Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh. And Okami. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, like you I can think you, about that. Like you and and like 
you could go to any store and have like say say you just you don't have a lot of money you trade in your ps4 and you spend another like 100 200 300 bucks and you get you get the nicest ps4 bundle right but then you don't have any games but then you could go to like a thrift store and see a game for two three bucks and go oh well i can play this on my ps4 yeah, like fucking ratchet and clank 2 or something you know what i mean like, like a just good to, ass game just to try it just from back in the day yeah um but that's that's also speculation. PS4, yes. If it does PS3 as well, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Because I'm going to go out and just buy a shit ton of PS3 games at Just for go out and buy a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, let me... Oh, that'd be so good. Let me see. There's another There's another tweet that I think uh, you're going to enjoy. Something I'd really like is to play Journey again. Because I only yeah. played that on PS3. And I don't know where my PS3 is, so I haven't been able to play it since I played it for the first time. And Journey is such an incredible game. Yeah. Uh, another tweet by the same Ryan Brown man. Uh, <laughs> wait, hold on, stop. Uh, Ryan Brown is a man. Uh, the PlayStation's the PlayStation Five solid state drive drastically cut down cuts down on load times. I saw uh, this. Spider Man loading times go from fifteen seconds to point eight. Oh boy, sounds like some PC performance, if you ask me. And. From what I understand, I got a lot of this out of a uh, What Culture Gaming. You ever, have you ever watched those guys? Uh, no. They're, I think Kyle does, doesn't probably. he? Probably. Um, Kyle sent me those tweets. Uh, so shout out to special guest Kyle. Um, what Culture Come Gaming video. Show, yeah, dude. Kyle. Oh, uh, the video that, that they were that I was watching is called uh, First Official PS5 Specs Prove It Will Eclipse the PS4. It just, like, they said that apparently Spider-Man can now swing even faster. Oh. Which makes me think, is Manhattan going to feel smaller or will it feel bigger? Because you can move quicker. You see, my biggest problem with the PS4, and the reason that I don't play it very often, is because almost all the games that I have are locked at 30 FPS. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that that actually fucking kills me after playing everything at sixty on my my gaming PC. Guess what? So like what? From what I understand, they want to bring out the PS Five with the capability to to play games in eight K. Oh, bitch! <laughs> this is now. This is this is more from the video itself. Um, it's been in development for four years. That's a lot of time to get some engineers balls rolling. It's it's a year before the PS the PS4 Pro was brought out. Okay, the and that de- plays 4K at 30, right? I think it plays four. It, see, I think it comes down to more of the developer when it comes to that, um, because some games were coming out at 4K at 30 frames, uh, but some of them were coming out at 4K at 60. So I've never really seen it as a PlayStation problem. I've always seen it as the developer kind of. I mean, there is hardware uh, limitations. No, definitely, definitely. Especially but, for games like Red Dead. Like, holy shit, playing that at 4K at 60 is impossible on a PlayStation yeah. of any kind. Yeah. Uh, the dev kits are being released now. They're being issued to, I, I'm guessing, like Ubisoft and uh, The big EA. boys, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not coming out in 2019, which is great, because I hope Good. this thing is in development for six or seven years, just because it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it's It's like... It's like the my Kingdom Hearts three uh, feeling and my uh, uh, what's the other one? I don't know. Uh, my Elder Scrolls six uh, oh, feeling. Of yeah. The longer we wait, the more it'll age like fine wine. Yes. Uh, the water apparently, from what they've said, like the graphics 
because they don't have any video on the Wired article, uh, but there was a dev kit and a PS4 right next to each other, and apparently water looks fucking real. I mean, I've seen some pretty realistic looking water. I have a... Uh... I have some really good water that I uh, have in uh, in Unreal that looks incredible. Really? Yeah, it's not ray trace or anything, but it's delicious. Well, they have more detailed texture that syncs with audio, which I think is going to be really cool for like an immersive thing. Oh hell yeah! Like imagine like you're walking through a forest and like like everything around you kind of syncs to get like I just ah, uh. dude. Imagine if it's uh, Dolby Atmos uh, certified. Oh well, wow. That they, is so fucking good. They have... Uh, there are some headphones that support Atmos. No, I know. Yeah. And, and like, the one guy was... Well, hold on. I'll get to that. Um, they have real-time... They have... Okay, light renders that happen in real-time. Yo. Uh, they also have... The PS5 will have 3D audio and will be supported by standard television speakers. So, if someone's talking behind you, it will emulate the feeling of someone behind you talking. I think they really want to get it where the best way for you to play a game is with Bose headphones or Dolby fucking everything on your face at once type of setup. Yeah. Uh, PSVR like, get- will be coming with it as well. Oh. oh, coming with it? Yeah. Well, not you know what I mean? Not coming with it. Like, it'll this, the PSVR that's being used now yeah. will It will move. accompany it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part. My absolute favorite part. It still has a fucking disk drive. Good. I'm so happy about that. For all the old men and women like you. It's <laughs> preservation of history is very important. It is. Be it I mean Notre Dame just burned down. And I from Which what is tragic. It's extremely tragic. But from, from what I understand, they've been able to save a lot of the art and some of the history in there. And Ubisoft has a fucking 3D render of the church. That's uh, so detailed that it's ridiculous. That's so incredibly detailed that it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like ridiculous how and and that's apparently going to uh, be used from what I understand in some capacity to help preserve history, help restore it, yeah, to help restore the building. So no matter what history it is, I think it's important to as as something as silly as video games, it's important because like it's 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 sad that like you can't play that Scott Pilgrim Xbox Live game anymore because they lost a certain license or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's um. There's actually something I was talking with somebody recently. Uh, it was a show. Oh, Scrubs. The original couple seasons of Scrubs, you can't get anywhere anymore. Really? Why? They they lost the music licenses. Their, the licenses ran up or ran out. So if you buy like the box set of Scrubs now, all of the music in the first uh, like three or four seasons is like royalty-free stuff that they had to add in after the fact. Wow, really? Yeah, so if you have like an original version of scrubs that has the original licensed music it's a lot better wow did you hear what happened with gta 4 uh didn't the same thing happen kind of uh if you buy a copy or if you have like a copy on steam they updated it because people are still playing it and they lost like more than i think it's like more than half of the music on the radio and one radio station i think is like completely quiet really like it just it has radio DJs and maybe a few songs. Yeah, they lost them. So instead of renewing it, because apparently a lot of people still play GTA 4, uh, mm-hmm. instead of renewing it, they just said, oh, fuck it. Like, <laughs> um, so, buh, 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 buh. the SSD on the PlayStation from what is said in the, the Wired article and what is said in the uh, What Culture Gaming video, 
the SSD is the biggest part of it. You know how, like, you turn a game on, it's like, this company, and that company, and this company, and that engine, and this, and that, and the developer's fucking third kid that was born during the making of the game, and the dog that he had, and then he cheated on his wife, and it's like all this, like, extra shit before you play a game. Yes. That's all, I mean, you probably know, this is, it's all shit to just help the game load easier. It's... It's conveniently placed to mask the fact that the game is loading. But with the SSD, apparently... Remember the first time you played Breath of the Wild, you popped the cart in and the game just started because it was on a cart? Yes. That's kind of what they hope they can get out of with the SSD. So they're they're basically trying to get PC-like performance, which already does that good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but you know what? I think it's great because for people that aren't fortunate enough to be able to build like a couple thousand dollar PC, they can get a $400 PlayStation that has a similar performance and be there in the this gaming ecosystem with their friends playing the newest games and being engaged in the community. And I think that's great. Yeah. And if PlayStation or Sony would be cool about cross-platform, then that's the next step. Yeah. That's the next I, one. I really think I, – I was afraid for a while the consoles were going to go out of fashion. Um, but I don't think they will. I no. genuinely don't think they will because, like, there's – someone's going to pick it up as a Blu-ray player. Somebody's going to pick it up as, as as a media center. You know what I mean? Like, it's like – it has other things about it. And Xbox is going to unveil their discless Xbox, which – I can't stand the idea of, but it makes sense to me when I think about it because if they can knock down a hundred bucks, why not? Yeah, um, that makes it brings, like I said, more consumers in. Yeah, and why not if you can get it where it's? Um, I don't ever have to stand in line. A game's never going to be sold out, quote unquote, ever again. Yeah, I also don't have to if I don't if I don't play that much. Like I play, I pick up Skyrim, I play for an hour, I come back maybe. In a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I didn't have to go to the store and buy it and this and that. And fucking. And you I, know what that leaves us open for? I say us, but leaves the industry open for is the ability to rent games. Kind of like in back in the day. Really? Yeah. Like imagine that, like, oh, I am probably going to only say, for example, I want to catch up on the Witcher series. Say someone gave me a copy of Witcher 3. I'll rent one and two, play it for like two weeks, and then play the one that someone gave me. Huh. I would have never about thought that. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I miss going to the the video store. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck. But you know what I don't miss? What don't you miss? I don't, you're supposed to do it. I wasn't sure if, if it was our time. <laughs> do you want to do it again? <laughs> just, just, just say it. I'm sure that you don't miss <laughs> Shane Ivers and his fucking bop Ooh. that is Feather Duster has created... Not for us, but that we use. That song is called Feather Duster. It's our intro music. If you want to pick up Feather Duster, which is our intro track, so don't steal it, is uh, you can get that at silvermansounds.com slash free music slash Feather Duster. If you want to find the show, this show that you're listening to right now on Twitter, you can find us at Atomic Radio Hour on Twitter. Also find us on Instagram there. We post there once in a while. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Declan underscore Bean. And for Vince, that guy right there who's definitely here, you can find him at the underscore Boogans. 
But don't stop there because we have the Discord. If you want to have really in-depth conversations with us about what is and is not a sandwich and how much things cost in Australia, you can find us on the Discord. We're always up to something interesting there. Um, sometimes we're holding cookie court like we did this past weekend because Vince stole the cookie from the cookie jar. You heard it here first, folks. You can find that at the link in the description. Right below that, you can find the Twitch channel. Special guest Kyle and Vince have been very proactive in uh, streaming. They have been doing a Nuzlocke of uh, Pokemon Black and White 2. That's Vince's favorite Pokemon game, um, or one of his favorites. Um, and they're having a grand old time over there. Uh, they sh- usually stream on the weekends, so maybe even today after you're done listening to the episode. Who knows? Um... Other than that, I want to express my gratitude to you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow the show on any of the other streaming platforms, you can find us on Spotify, find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, all of the, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're listening on YouTube, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a little thumbs up, smash that like button, you know, all the things that those big YouTubers say. I would be remiss to finish this video without mentioning our Patreon. Thank you so much to all the people that donate there. Um, I want to express that uh, our show is always going to be free, that uh, you're never going to have to pay for Atomic Radio Hour. But if you want to show us some love... We are trying to build up our equipment to make better shows and give you better quality and overall advance uh, Atomic Radio Hour for you. I have to give a huge shout out to Michael Mello and the Friendly Companion Cube. Thank you so much for giving us your money. Other than that, I'm here to tell you that Vince has some really good original content for you this week because... I am going crazy with my schoolwork, and he is a fantastic co-host. So, without further ado, here it goes. That's a wrap, everybody. See you later. Alec and Robbie have brought it to my attention that Paradise Falls has had an influx of slaves both coming and going. Now this is normal for them. Detestable, yes, but normal. The problem is now is where are they coming from and where are they going to? Rumors are that Tenpenny Tower staff is selling off people that can't pay their rent. Another rumor is that Big Town is selling themselves into slavery because they can't take care of themselves. Atomic Radio Hour